In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Michael Arney. Here is your top story. Democrat Joey Andrews will be going to Lansing to represent Michigan's 38th State House District. Andrews edged out Republican Kevin Whiteford Tuesday. With Berrien, Van Buren, and Allegheny counties now reporting results, Andrews defeated Whiteford by about 600 votes. He told us that he believes his message connected with people. The issues we ran on are the issues we want to focus on. You know, I've, I've made my intention to be on the Energy Committee pretty clear to leadership. Um, you know, we have two nuclear plants in this district, three reactors, and of course Palisades being shut down is a huge deal. Getting, you know, more investment into these plants that are such big employers to help us. Andrew said issues like career and technical education, climate change, and short-term rentals are concerns that he shares with voters. He plans to hold a constituency office in the district so people can reach him easily. Andrews lost to Whiteford in Berrien County, but won in Van Buren and Allegheny counties. In a statement issued after the results were known, Andrews said our district will no longer be ignored. Our issues will no longer go unchecked. Despite controversy and many long meetings over COVID restrictions in schools in the past few years, most school board incumbents survived this week's elections in Berrien County. In Lakeshore Public Schools, Scott Allen and Lori Von Koenig were elected to the board. In St. Joseph, Barry County Bear and Rick Dyer won the election. It was a similar situation with incumbents winning at most Barry County districts Tuesday, with the exception of Benton Harbor Area Schools and Brandywine Schools. Benton Harbor elected the board were Elnora Gavin, Angela Doyle, and Deshana Robinson. U.S. 31 north of Napier Avenue in Benton Harbor is now open to traffic. Michigan Department of Transportation spokesman Nick Shripa says the $121 million project that connected U.S. 31 to 94 is done. Everything we've been working on for these past two and a half years or so is done. It is open at long last. Shripa says MDOT started extending U.S. 31 from the state line to Berrien Springs in the 1970s, and they brought it from Berrien Springs to Benton Harbor in the 1990s. They had to drop plans to connect to I-94 in 2004 due to the route running through an endangered butterfly's habitat. With everything now worked out, Shripa says the work has been finished on time and in budget. A project of this magnitude over two, two and a half years to be on budget, on time, and be able to, to do something of this magnitude that quickly. It's been pretty incredible to watch. You can now get on northbound US 31 from Napier Avenue, head to I-196. I-94 work in the area is also complete. Shripa says there will still be some off-road work next year related to the project, but nothing that will impact traffic. The Cook Nuclear Power Plant's Unit 2 reactor is back online after a refueling outage that began in October. Plant spokesman Bill Downey says around 1,100 contractors supplemented the plant's usual 950 employees to get a variety of maintenance projects done over 38 days. In addition to refueling, we typically tackle some large maintenance projects. And actually, this particular refueling outage, we completed the last remaining bits of our 10-year life cycle management project that basically puts us in a good position to run reliably for the next 20 years and beyond. Donnie says the reactor is like new after the outage. The work included upgrades to the feed water heater control system, a modification to the plant air compressor control system, and multiple piping bellow replacements. Downey says it all went off without a hitch. We had about 1,100 workers supplementing our 950 regular full-time employees. And what was really outstanding about this particular outage is that it was successful because of our safety culture, really. It says Unit 2 has reconnected the transmission grid early Wednesday. He knows additional workers that come in for refueling outage are a boost to the local economy, especially in the fall when the tourist season has wrapped up. The small Van Buren County village of Breedsville will live on after voters Tuesday shot down a proposal to dissolve it. Both voters in Breedsville and Columbia Township rejected that question. Had the village been dissolved, its functions would have shifted to the township. 
Village clerk Linda Norton tells us a local resident started a petition to dissolve Breedsville, but voters disagreed. The village council are happy that the voters seen through all the misinformation, and the village council is happy to get back to doing the work for the residents. The resident filed a petition to dissolve the village over a lawsuit it's facing from the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. Mary Harrison told M-Live she'll just continue to file to dissolve the village again until the voters agree with her. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Michael Arning.